All right, welcome back to Coaches Exploring Clarity. So we'll move on to Chapter 12. Okay. Intuition, Navigating by Wisdom. And there's a quote uh, from Steve Jobs, entrepreneur, co-founder of Apple. Don't let the noise of others' opinions drown out your own inner voice. And most important, have the courage to follow your heart and intuition. They somehow already know what you truly want to become. Everything else is secondary. And I think this is kind of fun. Oh, you go ahead, Lynn. (laughs) Go ahead, Lynn. One thought I had about that, and it it came up from an actual conversation I had with two clients this week, funnily enough, the conversation seemed to be quite similar. Um, And it's not necessarily about the noise of others' opinions, but in their case, um, I can see it in myself. Um, What I what they specifically this week were, were thinking others' opinions are or might be. So it wasn't necessarily that others had given an opinion, it's that they had thinking about what other people were thinking of them or might think of them. Um and I don't know if that says the same I'm not sure it says the same thing, but certainly the being able to draw them to this, um, to their intuition and what, you know, what their wisdom tells them they, they should do, they could do, they might do, versus getting caught up in what they think other people are thinking about them. Um, that, that conversation, I, was, I hadn't read this at the time, but that conversation took on um, a different energy for them, uh, for them to, to see that actually they were making it up, you know, they were, they were making it, both situations were future situations, so I, I have to go into this and, and I'm nervous about it because, you know, so-and-so might think, um, and, and yeah, so it was like, it was, they could see that it was, it was made up, and once they went to their own, they settled themselves and, and saw that, and and went to their intuition of what they thought the next piece should be or what step they should take. It just the, the energy changed immensely. So that, that little quote just made me think of those two examples from this week. I think it's the first time I've, I've thought of it this way, but from what you just said is that like if we can recognize that whatever we're thinking, we're making up, and we're making up, we're thinking about what other people might be thinking, but regardless of what they're thinking, they're also just going to be making up too. <laughs> like it's so it's, it just, I don't know, to me, it's just another reminder of how, uh, I don't know, we just put so much significance on things that are so in, insignificant in, in reality. Um Actually, Elaine and I had a conversation yesterday. I don't know if this resonates with you from that, Elaine. This just popped up. We were in a conversation yesterday, and I can't remember what you asked me, but it was something like I was getting caught up in my thinking about what other people might be thinking. That's exactly what was going on. Mm -hmm. And I think you asked me, do you think right now 
or or any time in the past, it was about the past few days, those people, I think you asked me, do you think right now those people are thinking Lynn is something? Uh, and that just brought me to um, No, there it works. They're probably drinking tea. They could be cleaning the house. They could be driving the kids around. They could be, they could be doing a gazillion other things. Do I really think they're, I, first of all, I have no idea. But the, that question just stopped me. I was like, Whether they are or they aren't, I don't actually know, and I'm putting so much thought onto it myself. So it brings us back together. Everybody's just making it up. It reminds me yeah. of a, a kind of a joke here in Canada, which is so Canada is bolted onto the US, like culturally, and Canada has like this little brother syndrome of the US. Like we want to be accepted or whatever. And there's a joke that says, like, what do most Americans think of Canadians? And the answer is they don't. <laughs> <laughs> like they don't like for as much yeah. as in Canada, we, we care so much about what's going on in the U S because it influences our culture, our economy, the, so many things. The reverse is not true. Like for the most part, Canadian, although we have lots of famous Canadian singers, comedians, actors, and so on that I guess do influence culture in, in the US and worldwide, but um you know, most Americans don't know anything about Canada, nor do they want to know anything about Canada, nor do they need to know anything about Canada. We're we're just not significant to them, whereas the the opposite is is true. Anyway, so often um yeah. apparently, yes. Yeah, apparently, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I, I I have nothing more to add about you know the Steve Jobs quote except that, um, apart from once again, I just love the way that that Jamie I don't I don't know how where when or whatever, you know how he he's prepared. I have no idea how to write a book, so I wouldn't know, but like how just beautifully the the quotes, uh. You know, follow into the chapter if you like, and, and how how pertinent they really are. Um, and and I, just as that again, as I read though this quote again, <laughs> I'm thinking my problem. You know, people, I think people have said to me at all various stages of my life, "Oh, you just got to follow your heart, you know, and an intuition, and it'll be all right." But I guess the noise in my head, so like, you know, don't let the noise of others' opinions draw out your own, was so huge that I didn't even know I had a heart and an, intu an intuition. Mm. And I'm sort of thinking, well, you know, if that could be so, and, and that now today I'm far more aware that I do have a heart and I do have intuition, and sometimes I even have some wisdom to... <laughs> To share, sort of thing, um, that or something that will guide me, kind of thing. Um, maybe for for us as coaches, it could be an interesting thing to take on board. You know that that some people just have never had the chance to be able to listen to their heart. They have no concept of it in any way at all. Um, yeah. 
that's that's just what sort of a little add-on, you know, as you two are talking. Because then, mm. it, you know, to me, once there, once that is seen, then the rest is actually quite easy. Mm. Yeah. What's occurring to me from what you've said is that uh, kind of in hindsight, we can spot um, places in our lives where wisdom is, is, you know, Jamie uses the phrase wisdom in action. Um, yeah. So even though our awareness of our heart or our intuition may not be at a conscious level, but, you know, there, I can think of many times in my life where things have happened that has been kind of a wake up call or um, a fork in the road and, you know, deciding which path to take that has been in, in hindsight, I look back and go, Oh yeah, that, that was wisdom in action for me. Um, so it's uh, and I, I see a lot in, in a lot of the coaching sessions that I get to watch with Jamie, where he uncovers these kind of moments of wisdom in action and and when you realize that that oh yeah that's what that moment was it's kind of like a new paradigm of a of a, a moment that we thought we understood and now it's yeah. when when you realize that that's what actually was happening it changes like your whole uh, I don't know, understanding of it completely changes yeah yeah, yeah. In, in indeed in the sense that which sort of goes to almost contradict what I just said, but it makes sense what you say, Greg, in, in the sense that we actually don't, you know, I, I sort of, in my previous sentences, professed to, 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 to the fact that I couldn't even, I didn't even know I had a heart. But indeed, there, there'll be something in that, in my thinking that I don't know, or not just being oblivious to it, was in, there will be something behind that that for sure is is keeping me safe, Keeping me, you know, or what is is again wisdom in action, because indeed it's there all the time, and it always has been, and it always will guide you. So yeah, it reminds me. I don't know if you guys know the poem. I think it's called Footprints. It's like a a Christian poem, and it's like footprints in the sand on a beach. And I, I, I don't really. I'll just paraphrase kind of my understanding of it because I don't know it off by heart, but it's like, you know, there's two sets of footprints in the sand, which mm -hmm. is, and it's a, a metaphor for this person's life. And it's Jesus walking with the person side by side. And then it, the person says, but, but in my times of most peril and trouble, there's only one set of footprints. Um, why did you abandon me in my time of need? And, uh, and Jesus says, I didn't abandon you. Those were the times when I carried you. Mm. Um, so it's just a very yeah. powerful kind of a, again like oh <laughs> I thought I was alone but no I was being carried yeah yeah beautiful my mom would be very proud of me that I just mentioned that <laughs> <laughs> well yeah. send her the recording yeah. <laughs> I think yeah. funnily enough what's coming up for me at of all of that from I don't know where is the the wisdom in action part 
I think so often we don't even, well, obviously we don't even notice. I'm going to say obviously, because there are so many things that we do intuitively that have to be that without without thinking or so like reaching the fork in the road or even at times when and you you just know that there there's no other way this is this is the way this is the right thing to do but somehow that seems big but I think a lot of times it's they're really small things you know, it could be, I, I don't even know, I kind of have to get off and think about today, but I wonder how many things today where just as we've gotten to this time of the day already, there's been wisdom in action, you know, whether it's been reaching out for communication or responding to something or not, um, or noticing a thought and acting on it or not, or that so I, I think it's, it's so intrinsic that again, it comes back to where we can rely on that and knowing that we can rely on that is, is again, freeing and Yeah, I can't, and I'm still coming back to thinking about kids. I'm just uh, this picture of, Lynn, of, it, of it, uh, it sounds you to me like you you just wrote a part of the book. Of it. it it sounds to me like the, the, on page 134 that kind of it it it's like you're saying the bit where Jamie says, "Remember, people tend to think, speak, and act as though their thought forms have the same qualities as the material world." We use material world metaphors for our work, for our lives, for our problems. And we create those me metaphors and bring them to life using the principles of thought, consciousness, and mind. Then we respond to them as though they're material reality. We conceptualize life as a journey, a struggle, or an adventure. Then we start behaving as though that is actually the case. That sounds to me like what you just said. Yeah. yeah. Mm. What do you make oh, of maybe, that? Or right? oh, 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 maybe not. <laughs> I don't know. No, no, it's just a... <laughs> it's all gone out of my head now, so I can't even respond. Yeah, no, it's because you were talking, I just thought, hang on, Jamie's just written something about that, and I just, I just found it, so I just kind of popped it in there. Weird, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. There may be nothing to, to add at that door, just as you were talking. Well, just it, it, what I was thinking about was at the innate nature of wisdom that we all have it. It's reliable. It's there, and uh, it was reminding me of when he's talking about our the our senses are innate, and we don't have to go to classes to learn to to see and um, hear and feel and taste and smell. And when I was reading that, I had a I had a picture of like a whole bunch of babies in a classroom, <laughs> and like the teacher at the front going, "Okay, now we're going to learn how to smell," and like you know, how babies are, they'd be all over the place and <laughs> the teacher at the front getting frustrated. And I don't know, it was just a funny, 
picture that came to me, but the uh, just the innate nature of it. And kind of getting back to what I said before, like the if I think if we each reflected on our own lives, we'd find so many moments that prior to, to um, understanding the innate nature of wisdom that uh, we thought that something else was going on entirely. And now we could go back and look at all those moments and go, oh, yeah, that was wisdom in action. And like to your point, yeah. Lynn, it's it's not just big moves like should I buy this house or not? Or should I marry this person or not? Or should I have kids or not? It's what shirt am I going to put on today? <laughs> or the phone's ringing. Should I answer it or should I not answer it? Um, there's so many little, you know, I, I think um, it reminds me a little bit of, of uh is it William White Cloud, The Magician's Way? It's like mm-hmm. you know, navigating myself through traffic. There's so many times when I take a different route than I normally take somewhere. I don't, I can't really explain why. And it was not like I have the GPS on or something, but I just decided to go left here and, and take this route. And I ended up getting there faster. And, and then you listen to the radio and it's like, oh yeah, there was a big traffic jam over there. I don't know how, how I knew to avoid that, but I just did. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the 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 inexplainable kind of everyday things that happen. Yeah. Um, or, and you, you hear things like, uh, you know, when the world trade center was, was bombed, you know, there's stories of people who woke up that morning, just thought like, yeah, I don't think I'm going to go to work today. Stay home today. Yeah. And they yeah. can't really explain it, but it saved their life. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I had a, a, a a gentleman that used to call on me, he was in China on a family vacation on the coast and two or th- they were supposed to spend their entire vacation at this resort and they decided to go inland and, and on some excursions and stuff kind of on a whim. And uh, while they were inland, the tsunami hit <laughs> and, and, you know, if they'd been where they were supposed to be, they wouldn't have, probably wouldn't have survived. Yeah. And it, yeah, it sounds, again, back at the beginning of the book, you know, uh, when Jamie mentions uh, um, Harold Getty, Harold Gathy's book, Nature is Your Guide, mm-hmm. you know, that, that, that uh, Greg, you were saying, you know, the kids were learning how to, learning how to smell, but they already know how to smell. Mm-hmm. So basically the teacher was telling them what they should be smelling hmm. like what does a rose smell like well it smells like a rose if you know what i mean it can't it doesn't smell like anything else yeah. and, unless you know it's a, it's let's say a rotten rose in which case it's going to send your senses into confusion but if you just look at the sense itself and what the sense is telling you rather than something that is conditioned into you because the teacher said this is a rose, so it's going to smell like that. Mm. And let's say you can pick up the smell of, let's say, rotten or burning rose and understand the feeling like, oh, my God, my house is on fire, so you're going to act in a sensible sort of way. But because you rely on your true sense of intuition and guidance. 
informed by the physical senses, of course. But to date, like our physical senses are actually informed by what the teacher tells you what to sense mm. or feel or be. You both know that I have this uh, food problem. I'm not trying <laughs> foods and stuff, but it, and my daughter's been home. She she kind of has inherited this. And I, I say that jokingly knowing that that's not actually true, but um, that's the story we tell ourselves. And uh, what you just said and just this the whole idea of senses is like, um, like her and I were talking yesterday in the car about our shared common experience of about being around food we don't want to try or are unfamiliar with or whatever and, and how it wreaks havoc in our lives socially and stuff because of everything revolving around food and stuff and social settings. But the idea that, you know, like, um, we have layers and layers of thinking, like we think that our senses are telling us something about the smell of the food or the look of the food or the texture of the food, but that's all we've just made that all up somehow. <laughs> um, yeah. and for, for a good reason, like presumably to keep ourselves safe or I don't know, like there's, there's a positive intention behind it. But when you were just talking there, it was like, how amazing would it be if we could just like, erase that program and start fresh and be like, okay, let's just put stuff in our mouth and see what it tastes like or see what it feels like or, and rewrite a new program. I don't know. Anyway, that's just, you may have just unlocked yeah, or, my or, lifelong. Yeah. Or even, even, not, you know, not even <laughs> yeah, not even go as far as, well, what it does it taste like? But like, is it is this food that smell happens to smell like this? Yeah. Is this going to be good for me? Full stop. Is this going to be nourishing for me? Is it going to feed me and yeah. and help me thrive? Yeah. Because I guess that's really all we really need to know. And all the rest is just sort of built built up in an evolutionary sense upon that. Yeah. It's sort of moving away from a basic survival sense. If if you're talking about food, yeah, yeah, so yeah, so erase it and just let it be, mm. so that you know you you will be drawn towards some foods and other foods which are going to be more, let's say, I mean, it may, you know, I, I remember you saying, Greg, for example, that you you, you like your you know your steak and, and and chips, you know, and well maybe that's good for you, yeah. and yet all of a sudden you you know you seem to. You suddenly went off, and so they say, "Oh, but I know I shouldn't be eating this much or this stuff." I just know, but like you don't, maybe yeah. or maybe you don't. Yeah. You know, you're, mal you're you're badly informed about what you know or what you think you know. Yeah. And and sticking on to diet. I mean, I believe there are, you know, that they, they they go and create diets. I'm not saying necessarily weight loss diets, but you know, nourishing diets for people. Uh, there's, there's some, I'm not very up on this, but, you know, according to their blood types, but not according to what's on the super in the supermarket, if, if mm. you know what I mean, or what's in the next shiny magazine. So that, that kind of sounds more hopeful to me. And it makes sense, you know, because that's probably going to be the thing. Like, that's the kind of guidance you need. Mm. 
you know, so you're informed by your own body about what, what it is or what, what you should or shouldn't be eating. Kind of would make far more sense to me. Mm. Yeah. Well, I'll keep you guys posted. I, I was just looking at you when you were saying, imagine if I <laughs> yeah. could set the reset button or rewrite the program. Mm. Yeah. And all Ding of a sudden it was, because, Yeah, but normally when he's when, when we've talked to talk about the food thing, it, it's like one kind of expression. You kind of got a bit I imagine. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's funny you say that because like prior to two years ago, I couldn't imagine being, you know, for lack of a better word, normal. And now I can imagine it. So yeah. I think that's progress. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, that whole yeah, normal thing's a whole other day. Yeah, yeah, I was that's... just going to say that's a whole other program. We yeah. can do that if you want. What yeah. is normal? <laughs> that would be the next podcast topic. <laughs> yeah. Shall we uh, wrap up with the thought experiment for this one? Yeah. Yeah. So this is on page 140. Um, how good does it feel to realize that you have an incredibly reliable inner guidance system? a means of navigation that, that's always helping you out with clear, context-sensitive, up-to-the-minute information. Feels great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I, my, my, I was thinking, oh, that's a relief. Yeah. That's like, sounds like a whole new plan of life. You know, like, cool. <laughs> kind of takes the um it takes away the pressure of feeling like we have to know we have to have the answers to everything yeah. like greg you don't maybe have to have the answer to the food thing or imagine having the realizing that you have that inner guidance system for that even but it just takes away the it seems to me it takes away the pressure of the feeling of we have to have all the answers I think over my time of coaching people the last year in particular, this is what I I rely on. And this is where I point people is the, because this is essentially pointing to the power of insight. Um, so, you know, recognizing um, when and where you get your insights and how that can help you. Um, how you can rely on that wisdom so you don't have to figure things out. Let in, let wisdom and insight figure it out for you. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's it takes a whole lot of weight off your shoulders anyway. Mm -hmm. oh, so There's so much coming up there because what's popping up there is this whole feeling of uh, the whole question of normal. We won't spend much time that but the whole question of normal and what you said earlier elaine about com comparing and when when people come along with the notion that i can't remember in which chapter this one or the last one where it says you know there's stuff to fix and there are problems and we're not complete and and whatever so when they come along with that notion and then they have somehow that i have to get into this normal bucket and because i'm comparing myself with other people if we can 
only point them to that, that they can follow their own their own wisdom, their own inner guidance system, as it says, then how freeing is that? Because then the whole notion of normal um, and comparing, just there's absolutely no need for either. It just yeah. doesn't seem to be a need. Yeah, and that, so that feels very much. And it also seems to put when what I was saying before, again, it's it's about just taking on board, you know, that page 135, sort of final thought. You know, life just is. It just is. That's what I was looking for. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It just is. Yeah, it just is. Seems like an appropriate place to wrap it up. It yeah. does. Life just is. Life just does. Thanks so much, guys. Thank you. Thank you both.